So is it is it Glyn short for anything? Like no. Glynathon or <laughs> Glynith? Glynford Christie. <laughs> <laughs> Glinderella cut it up one time. <laughs> so it's just Glyn. It's just just Glyn. Just, just, just Glyn. Glyn. I'm just Glyn. Oh my Welcome, god. Welcome, just Glyn. <laughs> That's drag name written yeah, all over right. it. Yeah, right. Although I don't know if any drag queens would really want to impersonate Jess Glyn. Oh, oh, no. Awkward, because that's a close family friend. <laughs> that's like, oh. first, first red mark. <laughs> Off you go. Sorry about that, Glyn. <laughs> You're listening to Cocktails and Confessions. Um, so today we're with Queen of East London and the creator of Queer Collective. Is that yeah? We'll qu- go with that. Bex. Okay, Queer Creative. Even Think the Pink. Yeah, Glyn Fussell. Ooh. Hello. Hi. Hi, Glyn. Hi. Hi. So, what have you been up to? Tell us. What today? Well, well I've had three poos. So, oh, three. Ooh. I've been very regular today. Come on, Fiverr. I know. I've been trying to be really healthy this weekend, so that always forces it through. Um, so that's a nice way to start your podcast. Yeah, <laughs> great. Glenn's got healthy bowels. Yes. So we normally start, um, obviously, it's d- going to be a little bit different for you in terms of dating, but we normally start with a Because li- I'm married. Yeah, nearly. Um, so we normally start with a little catch-up in terms of life-wise and dating-wise, really, don't okay. we? Mm. Normally it's where Anthony and I cry into the microphones well, and somebody else tells us they're happy. How about you, Danny? What are you up to? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm a smitten kitten. Yay! I've noticed you've been really happy when you're she's messaging me lately. <laughs> I'm like, she's not annoyed at things. <laughs> yeah, I'm seeing somebody now. Tell us everything. Um, so I've known him for a really long time, like five years, and we used to work alongside each other, but I thought he didn't like me and he thought I didn't like him. Uh, until recently when we discovered that our shyness came from liking each other rather than not liking each other. Yeah, bukkake. And yeah, we've been... (laughs) (laughs) That's the word of love. Well, I mean, the the, the last episode I did on here was probably about a month ago, wasn't it? The last time we sat down was about a month ago. And at that point, I'd probably been on maybe one or two dates with him. Um, So it wasn't really... I was Even in the last episode, I'd listened to it back and I'm like, nope, I am not ready, I'm not ready. Um, and now, all of a sudden, it just feels nice and right and good, and he's lovely. I've, I've known you for a very long time, and I, I've thought that you've been ready for a very long time to meet someone. Oh, no. I, I think d- you deserve it. I wasn't last year. Last year was a fucking car crash. <laughs> um, but no, this year, yeah. all of a sudden, and as well, it's the right time of the year. It's just about to get cold. Yes. Mm. Cuffing season. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was trying to think. What does that mean, Cuffing. Cuffing, like just getting together. Like spooning, isn't it? Cuffing. Oh. I love spooning. I thought cuffing was cuffing. just like like a handcuff, like you just joined together. Oh, yeah. oh I thought it was like something dirty. Of course you did. Oh, oh, yeah, I did, hun. I cuffed him right. Of course you did. Anthea, you were someone. <laughs> no. No. No, eternally so single like, me. <laughs> yeah, well, I thought that too. I mean, actually, I'm, I I go from being in a, like, I'm a serial monogamous, but... um. For the last two years before my current boyfriend, I've been sick. I mean, single. Very single. Yeah, like not with anyone. I decided that one night stands weren't for me, and I 
Maybe. So this is two years before you got with your current partner? My current boyfriend. Yeah. I mean, two years. And I'm, when I say single, I wasn't on dates. I wasn't having sex. I didn't even kiss anyone. I just put, took myself off the shelf. And yeah, you were a bit of a cobweb queen for a while. Oh, my, you, my God. Love. My ring piece got so tight. It was like a ferret <laughs> whistling. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, because as you said, we I just wasn't. I, were you I'm, smoking weed? No. No. <laughs> no. Also, though, I was very busy with my huge international career darling yeah (laughs) but also i just i realized that i was making the same mistakes that's no disrespect to anyone in the past but same mistakes over and over again with guys and i realized that nothing was fulfilling me in the way that i wanted it to so i just thought you know i'm gonna just take myself off that shelf i put myself on the shelf i should say on the single lonely shelf and I got, oh, I got dog as well. Oh, and obviously okay. we have a very amazing sex Peanut. Life. Yes, yeah. doing your research. Yeah, Peanut and she, honestly, it sounds really weird, but so two, I got her two years ago. So there's something in that because she became the thing I loved. And then I just was like, oh, I can't be bothered to just, I, one night stands freak me out now. Really and then you were out. just sick of her only rimming you. Yes. So <laughs> just yeah. like, oh. She's a very selfish lover. Yeah. She's a very selfish <laughs> I lover. I bet she is. Very big tongue, but selfish lover. <laughs> um, and I then, the bow. And then I met my, yeah. <laughs> and then I met my current um, dream man of my life. Oh, I was going to say, it might be like, you know how they say like when you're in love, you radiate love and you attract love and stuff. Yeah. Maybe you just got the dog yeah, and was so in love with the dog that you gave off this energy. And maybe that... I'm just a stud. No, maybe. I also, no, I actually joined Tinder. Oh, <laughs> that, that's actually, yeah, we met on Tinder. I, I really want there to be another story, but that's the truth. Um, I can only tell the truth. I think it's really funny that you met him on Tinder because we've all known him for years. Yeah, and I did not know that. And that's loopy because like um, my best... loopy, I tell you. My <laughs> best friend, Miles, who you also know, know very well, and you also know very yes, well. Yes, yes. Um, Miles has known... Jermaine a long time for like yeah. years and, years and then I met Jermaine a couple of years I mean, ago I, I had physically never met this man like oh, we have he's never so been. lovely I, know. I don't know this man I'm sorry not, to this man I do not know this man <laughs> I do not know her um and Danny, so St. Now Je- Danny St. James is currently vaping in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to do it's it away from here. She's also bought me a gift of Lambrini. One eighty nine, everybody. One pound eighty nine wine and another bottle called the Shy Pig. Which is nearly gone. Yeah, it's, and it's horrible. So yeah, I'm... Um, You're yeah. left up. Yeah. You're cuffed. Lovely. Are you engaged? No, no, no. no. It's, it's, it's been, you know, it's six months, something like that. And do you want to do you wanna have a wedding? I do, yeah. yeah. I, Your wedding I, um, amazing. I am quite... <laughs> For someone that's lived the most shambolically shameful, slutty, <laughs> like <laughs> debauched <laughs> life, I'm actually very vanilla. <laughs> I think yeah, you're a little bit of a princess, though, aren't you? Well, I just I I um I come from a family of very much togetherness. My mum and dad are still besotted, and oh I God, believe your mum and dad are adorable. Without yeah, yeah, of course you've met them. Like, yeah, without sounding really corny, I just I love love. You know. Yeah. You know? I believe mm. in, and, and I'm not saying this is for everyone, you do you, hun. But for me, I am all about, when I, I always had this dream that I would meet someone and we would be together forever. And I f- held on to that, which is why I think I wasn't with someone for two years. Because I was like, if I'm going to get that, and I'm someone that I always go after the things I want, if I want that, like, what am I doing to a- actively pursue it? Because I'm not, you know, getting sucked off in a toilet in the glory is not really where I'm going to find my love. But I had a really nice time when that happened. Oh, yeah, babe. <laughs> well, so did I until the syphilis kicked in. <laughs> I'm guessing it was you on your knees, Glyn. Yeah, of course. <laughs> 
<laughs> A-line dress, you don't have to tuck, honey. <laughs> I have actually got sucked off in the toilets of the glory. Hang on, and when so you wear in a dress. <laughs> so have I, everyone has. I haven't. I don't think there's an East London venue where I've not been sucked off. And that's the that's the perks of being a promoter. <laughs> hey, you want to oh, you... come to my club? Suck it. <laughs> who, who needs a flat when you've got free toilets all yeah. over London? How <laughs> bad do you want those drink tickets? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thirsty, are you? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, it's been a while since we caught up, and every time that Auntie and I text about things, we try not to talk about things because we end up not having things oh, to talk about. Yeah, that, that's a thing. Yeah, so... Anthony, what's been going on with your little body? Do you know what? Not much. No. Honestly, no. I spoke on the last episode um, that I did with Darren just about a date I had last week. Okay. Um, but it was just a case of I saw that he was six foot one and I was like, oh my God, dad, I'm getting married. Yeah. So am I. <laughs> Let your dad know. But you date tall men all the time. <laughs> yeah. I true. haven't dated someone over six foot in about three years. And is that a real thing for you then? The, the height? Well, no, that's why I've been dating short people for three years. Oh. Because I'm just open-minded when it yeah. comes to height, unless it's under five foot eight. Don't talk to me. I'm Dick, joking. Yeah. Dick's dick. <laughs> I feel really sorry for people that are under five eight because they really don't have a chance anymore. Because it's like a thing now with social media, especially what, it's is like it really? tall guys only. Get yeah. out. But what yeah. you have to remember is that the meme, the meme makers are bottoms. And yeah. so if you're, if you're like a five foot five <laughs> bottom, you're like a top stream. Yeah, that's true. That's <laughs> what true. Is, what is this language you're Meme talking? Meme makers of bottoms, What's just so mean? you know. Meme maker. <laughs> that's going to be the title. Meme this makers Christmas of bottoms. children, get your new meme maker. <laughs> what do you mean? But like when I was using the dating apps, I would always put it, well, I mean, it's different for me, but I would always put it that they have to be at least six foot two to even see me. Like unless, you, unless you're six foot two or over, you're invisible to me. I do not see you. <laughs> Unless you're a woman, and then even then, it's unlikely we'll be friends. Yeah, <laughs> they only have where, to be. Where do you meet guys? That's, I'm interested. In um, that. So this one I met on Hinge. It was my first Hinge date. Yeah, what's that? I like, um, I like Hinge. Hinge is it's, it's like a an alternative to Tinder. Oh, um, it's a little bit more creative. I find it filters out the humdrumness of it mm. all a bit. I so met my met my boyfriend on Minge. So with Hinge, we. Uh, uh, with Henge, you have to answer three set questions about yourself and you can choose them from a big database um, as well as, I think, four pictures and a video of yourself, right? So you, you really get that and it's linked to your Instagram. So you really know who somebody else is. Oh. It's not like all edited, you choose Mine's the best picture. Not. Oh, is it not? <laughs> no, you keep I it... had to turn that off. Um, oh, yeah, you would. Turn what off? Um, the link to my Instagram. Yeah, because oh, his, right. his is... sure. Bust down Tatiana. Mine's not that bad. But then you answer these three set questions and it can be like, um, my, me on death row would be. Oh, not or, like what your hopes and dreams. Yeah, but there, oh, there's, like there's more deep ones too. Or like too <laughs> deep. That's deep. What are your hopes and dreams? <laughs> Death. <laughs> <laughs> or like, um, I don't know. Um, my ideal date would be. Okay. Fisting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No need to have them profiles up anymore. I'm sure yeah. we'll be inundated with requests. I don't need profiles anymore. This. I don't need. Them. <laughs> I always think Instagram was more effective anyway, honey. I don't, I don't need profiles. Well, I'm that's a walking actually, ad. Yeah. And that's where I always would would pick, like pick up people. Instagram. Instagram was my yep. most mm. successful. Um, okay, so give pool. us some give us some tips for picking someone up on Instagram. Well, be a promoter. Mm. Honestly, it really does. But that's for sex, Glenn. Come on. now. Oh, it's just for sex. But really, yeah. what are people sucking your dick for? Do I need drinks tickets? <laughs> <laughs> she was right. No, they're not but actually. I, love, yeah. I don't even know. I mean, 
Right, here's the thing for me, is that I remember I'd been in a, in a quite a long-term relationship uh, whilst doing Sink the Pink, yeah, and then, um, no, oh, before okay. that one, that I name ju- I that just you m- just whispered, don't say it, I just Thank mouthed you. a name. Yes, a name, could be any. Um, and so for the first maybe five years of Sink the Pink, I was in a relationship, and Sink the Pink wasn't big, and then all of a sudden, I was newly single, and I, I, um... It's just I was partying quite a lot, so I looked really thin and gorgeous. And um, and I was single, and I was single. The pink was like booming, and then I I realised that I had this huge playground in front of me of all these guys that were kind of into me and wanting a bit of yeah. it. Now mm. maybe that's because their judgment at that time is cloudy. I think all our t- there was a time of cloudy judgment. Let's just mm-hmm. put it that way. Mm-hmm. About but five I, years. Yeah, but I made the most of it. I was like, yeah, of course. But that's what what you did you do? Oh, you're a model. I I'm not going to question that. I'm going to go with it. Yeah, come on then. Let's do it. But I think that, that tw- your 20s in London. I was in my 30s, honey. I'm oh, a little old. Were. Oh, yeah, I forget that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 40 uh, next but, year. But are you actually? I I'm thought you 40. were 37. No, I'm 40 next year. Why did I think you were 37? Botox. Oh, <laughs> that would be the word. <laughs> but I think, yeah, no, I agree. And especially in terms of like party promoters, you tend to see the same ones in London that are at the top of most of the po- the popular parties in London. Yeah, anyway, but I wasn't think. for a long time, you know. It's a sl- Sigma Pinks has been it's 12 years next year. It's a real slow burner. Yeah. Mm. We've never done it. It's never been, um, it's never been, we've never been aggressive with what we do. We just... Because it's about the people that come and about... So just quickly for people listening, if they yeah, haven't sure. been to Sink the Ping... They're what idiots. Is what is it? <laughs> yeah, no, give us a little... Americans yeah. or anything? Yeah, sure. Summer, yeah, yeah. We're big internationally, honey. Um, so Sink the Pink, I guess, in, in its purest form, I've realised recently, 12 years on, is truest to the original concept, which was a place for people that don't fit in. We are the broken biscuits in the biscuit tin that um, we give a platform to, and it's bigger than a club night now. I, it... You know, people talk about it being a movement, and it's a movement because we're moving. <laughs> but it's a group of people that is forever um, changing and moving and, and shifting. But mm-hmm. it's about these people that come together that maybe feel misrepresented. Um, and we all come together in club nights, but it's more than that. We all hang around outside of the club nights and we do mm. things. Um, and then there's also... Also, Sing the Pink, I would say, is not a set group. No, because no, it's definitely not. No. And also, Sing the Pink's not about the performers. No. Sing the Pink is about the people that come. So I know, um, and, and I would say more and more so, which is why we've been going for 12 years, and a lot of club nights haven't. Because if, if so I'm 40. When I first started the night, I was, do some maths, everybody. Do some maths, 28. Right, that was good. At that point in time, I, me and my best friend Amy, we set it up because we needed it because there was nowhere to facilitate what it is that we wanted to do, which was, which was many things, but it was what wasn't happening in London. So mm-hmm. it was a reaction to something that wasn't happening. Yeah. Um, and so it started very small, very humbly. But I'm now forty. I don't really go out clubbing or want to go out clubbing. But as long as those little mini uses do then we will just steer the ship and yeah. let it happen. And it's, you know, we've just, I'm not like... Oh my God, please say it because I'm, it's been on the, no, the we, tip well, of my tongue. No, we've just been on tour around the world with Melanie C. Yeah, and, yes. and Melanie C's just released a single inspired by Sing the Pink. Hi, yes. And so what's ended up happening is um, there's a feeling and a vibe and an energy. And when you pick that out of what we did with the night, it can kind of infiltrate anything creatively, culturally, 
artistically mm. and we've done lots of things you know we work with so many amazing people with little mix with pink with the um, opportunity danny st james oh that's true who is also in the video for high hands i am yeah. in the video that was she passed out four times because of course it was so small oh my god i think i think back to that day that we shot that music video and I don't know how you did it. I'm haunted by the idea of how insufferable I must have been to be on set with that day. And you're no, the you're only great. one who's not a drag queen, right? No, no, I'm not. Well, no, no I'm not. No, there, no. There, were, there were, there were. Um, you did a great job in looking like one. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Shit. Um, no, the pink is not about drag, though. It's a but night it, that we say just be your biggest version of yourself, and so that really does. Um, which Danny failed at miserably, but. <laughs> No, you did look great. No, Even Fat Tony look... said it. I know. Oh, and, well, and, and, and whoever says you that, looked... who, Fat Tony never says that. <laughs> no, I'm nice. joking. Well, actually, you, you, look, you look like a sort of porn star, sort of Sunset Boulevard, Boulevard kind of Barbie doll. Oh, thanks, babe. Yeah. You, you look that, amazing. That, you look amazing. That video was, uh, honestly, out of everything that I've ever done, it was a huge highlight for me because... It's something that Sink the Pink does quite well um, is give opportunities yes. as well. And yes. a, a lot of my friends are part of Sink the Pink. I, I think of myself as part of the Sink the Pink. Because I've done so many things with Sink the Pink also, whether that be being the one that tells people that they're not coming in on the door. Yeah. Or so be, good at that. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> Especially when I've had a drink, I've screamed at people on the door of Sink the Pink. Um, or like, you look at like the Mel C stuff. We've done all sorts yeah. together. But it's, it's a... Um, it's it's like a brand that gives back it, to people, yeah. isn't it? It's, it's, it's not a night anymore. It's, well, it's so much that, more than that. If I'm honest, because it's bigger than, you know, it's no longer just, about, it's not about me and Amy. You know, we started it, but it's a mm. huge collection of people. Mm. And I realized that our, our, um, our power is lifting everyone up. Yeah. And without sounding corny about that, that's the truth. I mean, it's, it's about, Sink the Pink, it's about finding those kids that maybe didn't get given that opportunity because mm. they were weird or they didn't have the confidence or whatever, whatever that was. And we go, fuck you, we are going to give you that opportunity. And we will find our way in because we won't stop knocking. And we do that continually for people. And I think that that's the joy. And that's why I set up my agency, Plug East Creative, follow us. Um, <laughs> but that's why me and Jamie, my business partner, where we set East Creative up because Sink the Pink's great and all, but it... it, it Unfortunately, when you're talking to brands or people like that, they do will pigeonhole you in a, oh, that's just a crazy club night. But when you have something like East Creative, it means that you can do work with amazing brands, which we do continually. So yeah, it's just about lifting people up. So on the, uh, what you were saying about, like it's about the people that come and yes. for the people that don't fit in. Um, I don't know if you heard the episode that we did a few backs of Sean Lineker. No. So do you I'm, know, I'm gonna be honest. Do you know? He's I, don't social, know he's, I don't know her. I don't know her. I still kind of don't. Social media. Well, I thought it was Gary Lineker's brother, who is, I believe, also called Sean Lineker. You know that? Oh, okay, that's a plausible one. Um, and he owns a bar in. He owns a bar in Ionapa called Lineker's. Um, no, Gary Lineker doesn't. It's Wayne Lineker. His Wayne. Brother. Oh, and um, can so, I also just sorry. say that it's not something I say very often. That's my ex-boyfriend. <laughs> Danny, this is going to be in the papers. Um, Wayne Lineker's my ex-boyfriend. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah, because he has a bar, doesn't he? He in has an Ionapa and he has Magaluf. <laughs> he has Lineker's in I Ibiza, Shut Magaluf and Ionapa. And he also owns Ocean Beats Club in Ibiza, where he's basically known for fingering teenagers. And I went out with him when I was 18, 19 Get for out. about nine months. 
yeah. well, it's a modern day romantic. But that's, that's, I mean, that is going back like 10 years ago. So, but yeah, no, Wayne Lineker is my ex-boyfriend, just well, to drop that in, because I still find it really funny, especially when I see him now, and especially when I still see my dad's reaction to him now. Yeah. <laughs> my dad hates that man. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Well, I don't... F- Think they're related. They're not connected. <laughs> I know that they're not connected. Well, so tell us about Sean Lineker. <laughs> so Sean Lineker was saying that um, there was a picture of him. We we're talking about East Gays and South Gays yeah. and the different gays of London. Yeah. And he said that there was a picture of him and and one of his, I think it was his flatmate, and they'd been to Sink the Pink. Okay. And then the picture started going viral on Twitter. It was getting shared around Twitter because somebody had put, "Oh, the Clapham gays are invading." Think oh, the pink. I hate that. I really do hate that because you well, know the fact that they came to the party. No. <laughs> no. Yeah, it was the fact that I was no. really, I was really lax I on the list it. that night, and I let them in. I've always said like we, you know, there's that weird thing with, and it's such an East London thing, right? Whereas like you have to remain in the underground. We never wanted to be in the underground. Yeah. Just because we were in East London, like we were, I, I was always very clear about sink the pink and everything that I've always everything that I always do is that I want it to be as visible as possible. Because, great, you can have an underground party, but normally they only last for about two to three years. Because they mm. have to... they have got have no to, money. Well, yeah, but also because they have to retain that, like, we're really cool, we're really hip. We didn't let that person in. Fuck that. I don't mm. care. Sing the Pink's a night for humans that just want to have a great time. I don't give a shit about what you do, where you're from, what you wear how you've been educated, any of that stuff is not important. And that is the exact point of Sing the Pink. It's about those people just coming together and whatever. So whoever tweeted that can fuck off. Um, I I, I did want to say... It was Wayne Lineker. (laughs) Wayne Lineker Yeah, he was coming for my gig. (laughs) Um, Because I I had a quick flick into the listener questions earlier on and somebody else did mention this in the questions. Oh. Is how you feel that the um, the demographic of your your events have changed over the last 10 years. It's never changed. Do you not think so? Because because I kind of do... It's just bigger, so it's more visible. Okay. We were always, um, well, okay, so, I mean, if you would have come to Sing the Pink when it was like Bethnal Green yeah. days, it was probably 95% drag queens. <laughs> yeah, and just like, but but like and, and hedonistic, And 98%, 98% drug addicts. <laughs> um, I don't know her. <laughs> no, I mean, look. I fell into we, both we, of the categories. We did not, that was a never intentional. We were in the crest of a wave. We were getting loads of press, loads of media. And so all of a sudden, when you become the hot new party, everyone wants to come, right? Mm. But that, that that was never our, we were never sort of garnering that attention. And we were also never, we were never um, asking for that, you know? Yeah. We didn't have a guest list, for instance, it's anything ever, Bethnal Green. If you turned up early, you got in. It was as simple as that, right? So the thing is that it just changes by the very boring mechanics of ticket buying. When you turn into a ticket buying venue, you do find that women are a little bit more organised than the gays. I wasn't. I wasn't going to suggest a female demographic. Actually, what I was going to say is, um, somebody who's been in London for the time that I have. When I first came to London, clubbing, revol- gay clubbing, yeah. revolved around Vauxhall. Yes. Absolutely. Obviously, yeah. it doesn't now. Vauxhall's dead. But when I was, when I would, um, when I would go out when I first moved to London. Yeah. All of the big muscly guys were under this pressure to be incredibly what I a term that I hate, but incredibly straight acting, muscular and in voxel. And those men have and have now become liberated, where they put on fairy wings and show and up at your fucking parties. Yeah, it's you know fab. what? And and there's some diehard sink the pinkers that complain about that. But I'm if 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 I have made one shift in the gay scene. That means that, or, in the, or, or I've made gay men a little bit more queer. 
you know, classic yeah, traditional you to, yeah. gay men. A little bit more queer, or just, or just that. The one thing I feel is that we changed the London scene to be a little bit more colourful, a little bit mm. more expressive, Absolutely. a little bit more fruity. You know, people aren't staring at the floor and like monkey stomping anymore. They're embracing each other and having conversation. But mm. I'd still, sorry, I still do that at Sing the Pink. Yeah. No, you're, yeah <laughs> I just wonder if it would work the other way around, if the Vauxhall people would embrace the Sing the Pink people Look at as much. Well, yeah. Gone now. Is yeah, that it's gone? Do, it's gone. Thank God. What a terrible crying thing. <laughs> yeah. He so tried to throw me into the bus the under that place. I hate that place. He t- oh, throw you under the bus. I was to throw you into Which a bus. I was like, what oh. One? The number 48 to, to Old Street. Um, no, the, the yeah. owner of XXL, which just for anyone listening who's not a Londoner, XXL was a night in London that was men only and they had very strict rules on what a man very was. Very like cis. You had, you, you had to was... be very, you had to be a bear. You had to be masculine dressed. You were not allowed to show any sign of femininity. It got into the press because a guy, a muscular guy, a dancer wore heels to go there and got turned away. They were just heaven forbid. They were awful, and um, the the owner of that, in, j- amongst the downfall of it, tried to say because I used to run a big nightclub in Soho um, called Shadow Lounge years ago, and he tried to say that I turned him down based on the way he looked. So therefore, he was right. When in fact, the reason I turned him down is because he was wasted and looked like a bag of shit. It's not about looking masculine. <laughs> it's about it's about not showing up to the club in pajamas, honey. Go home. <laughs> but I tell you what, I do really miss his educated Facebook posts. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> the the tea is piping, isn't it today? He's awful. He's honestly one of the most awful people in London nightlife, and I'm so glad that he's. Oh, but Danny, tell us what you really think. Awful pig, vile. <laughs> 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 oh, and how we laughed. <laughs> okay, so say that. Say that you went to Sink the Pink yeah. next month or whenever the next one yeah. was. I'm afraid I'm not free. Are I'm not going to be able to they, go. They're not monthly <laughs> no. now, though, are Well, they? no, but we also do a really big, successful Christmas theatre show for a five-week run in the Pleasance. Yeah. Do um, come. So if you went to Sink the Pink next month, Sorry. air yes. quotes, oh, well, if it was on. New Year's Eve. We're doing New Year's Eve. So, so if you like went that. on New Year's Eve yeah, and it was like 70% muscle Marys, shirtless, sweating, how would you feel? <laughs> Well, I don't care. For me, it's about is the energy, is the energy right? Right. It really is that. That sounds wanky, but like ultimately, if the party is pumping and it's the right energy, you know, we've never had any trouble at Signaling. No. People don't get chucked out. Mm. They come, the energy, it's all about energy. People are. They come and they go, right, I'm coming to a single thing. They, as long as they come with the best intentions and we all have a great time, then it's fine. The audience changes. You cannot get 3,000 people, 2,000 people in a room and you cannot control that, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, as long as I don't, we don't have wankers in the room, I don't care. As long as they come and they're up for it, then that's all that matters. Yeah. It's like we, we've ended up minoritizing minorities. I do believe in that. Mm-hmm. And it's like... We can segregate someone because they decide to go to the gym. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit about yeah that? well, I think it should just all be mixed together just anyway. Mix it. Yeah. That's what Sing the Pink stands for. It's like, we don't give a shit about your skin and what you look like and anything about that. Just it's don't about... go under on the dance floor. Well, that, but that doesn't <laughs> happen at Sing the Pink. It's just not that club. It's not that club. It never will be that no, club. No, it's no. not. People come and they're just having the <clears throat> best time of their fucking life. Are you still doing it at the Troxy? Yes, Danny St. James. We are, honey. Oh, that was a nice bit of promo. At the Troxy. 
<laughs> we will be there on New Year's Eve, um, and we're doing it in conjunction with Gay Times, actually. Oh, fab! Oh, yes, our dear friends with Cliff. Times. No, that's attitude. That's only. attitude. Oh. Jesus. <laughs> I just named. <laughs> named. <laughs> you should get Cliff involved. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's a great friend of mine, but um, it's with Gay Times. Oh, stay off. Good the wrong one. Should we do a uh, faggot yarn? Yes, question? we should. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to read it out to you. And explain then what this means. So it's What's this segment mean, Danny? <laughs> so, faggot yarn. <laughs> What's the message? Um, is um, we do an anonymously submitted question via either my, mine or Anthony's uh, Instagram accounts prior to sure. interviewing somebody where we ask people to write in with a problem that they might be facing. It could be sex, it could be relationships, it could just be that they've got a club foot. Who knows? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I but have a question. What is a club foot? Club foot is, I think, when you, I think it's when you have been dancing. You know when you have your foot swells because you've been dancing for so long? No, it's not. No? Are you mad? You're born with a club foot. It's like a disability. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, dancer's club foot. I am great in, the, that in, in so entertainment and clubbing world, but funny. I don't know anything about Oh, my God. Medicine, okay, so... um. Yeah, so it's just a, a listener problem that yeah. you, that you, as our guest, are yes. required to answer, and then we can discuss. Okay. Sure. Okay. So, <laughs> hello, Fagnian. I'm 19 and I haven't been in in London for that long. I'm very eager to explore the scene and meet new people, but I've only made straight girl friends at uni. How is it that I can make new gay friends? Well, actually, that was same as me. I think that don't discount your allies. I think that um, I think that within our community, allies get a really bad. I hate the word allies, by the way. Mm. It sounds <laughs> it's like it's so earnest, isn't it? It's yeah. like we're all fucking baking scones in the WI. <laughs> My allies helped me get through that bad case of hemorrhoids. <laughs> it's like, but so friends, you know, straight friends that want to go out don't discount them because I would not be where I am without those people and continue to and I think the world doesn't change without allies that are integrated into your community to, to to because they're really the ones that are living maybe a slightly different life we can live in a bubble so I would say that um for every one of those straight nights that you go to you should strike a deal that they come to a night that you want to go to and I would say you don't know your community until you found your community and it's a process of elimination mm. I know that when I came to London I was a bit of a weird kid and when I came out I came out um, when I was 19 mm. slightly late I'd been fingering my asshole until then on my own Aww. and just and just dreaming of some black dick. Wow. <laughs> I mean, Bri Bristol, <laughs> Bristol was only 20 minutes from Cardiff. You could have just jumped on the train to I see know, me there. but I was poor, honey. Wait, is your dick black? <laughs> <laughs> I meant for a fingering. <laughs> oh. Okay, we've taken... I'm talk, trying to talk inspiration on that. Anywho, so we were in... What, where were we in? Where were we? I was I, in Australia. I came out. And I thought that when I came out, I thought that everything, the minute I said those words, I'm gay, I thought it was going to be like Dorothy and the Wizard of Oz, you know, Yellow Brick Road, and everything was going to be answered, and all of these things that I um, hadn't figured out about myself were going to be answered, and that is just not true, because I also was fucking weird. And so, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I hadn't found my place. Wait, how weird? Oh my God, I'm the weird, I'm a, like... like just give us like a, a little example. No, but like, weird. I'm just a, um, I'm like... 
Like fun weird now, but at school, I want to grasp awkward. how weird. I'm super awkward and like just, yeah, not just, I just didn't find my people, I guess is the main yeah. thing, you, you know? Tried. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so then when I moved back to England, I moved to London and, and I had always been an indie boy. So at that time that was a real big thing. And so I used to go to pop stars at the Scala mm-hmm. mm. and again, great, but not friendly. Everyone was too busy with their MySpace kind of <laughs> fringes, <Yeah>. drinking cans <laughs> of Red Stripe and sort of falling into you that no one was friendly. And I still wanted to, have to talk about, to, I can't remember what this question was, but I'm just talking about myself. I <laughs> right. do that a lot, Anthony. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm still going. By the way, this is Glenn. Yeah. Um, so, so my point is, is that you need to experience all the different places, you know? Yeah. As long as they don't give you um, a cup of a hypno or some GHB, then you're, you're, you're going to be all right. Just keep going to different nights, but do not forget your ally will be there stood by you, scooping you out the curb when they, when you're, you know, you're not getting back to Walthamstow or actually, no, where would you live? Fern Barnet when you first moved to London. Not, not me, honey. I went straight to Holland Park. Of course you did. Because <laughs> you were shagging Wayne Lineker. <laughs> <laughs> Allies are really important, like the most important. So don't discount the straight no. girls. However, put a pin in that, Glenn. He wants to meet gays. That's what he's asking. He's oh, he wants to meet gays. He wants to meet gays. Now, uh, what oh. I would say on that would be, I've act- I was actually asked this before, but it was by a young trans girl who wanted to meet trans people because she hadn't met any, any yet. And she said, where do I meet them? And she had sent me this message. This was when I was still using it on Grindr. And my first bit of you advice... You were using Grindr? <laughs> There's a trans section, huh? Is there really? There's a trans section on Grindr. Yeah, she still uses Grindr now. No, yeah. I don't. Oh, you don't? No, she's married. I did. She's in love. Oh, well, you must have stopped like two weeks ago. No, I stopped a month ago. <laughs> 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 I was using Grindr until a month ago, and now yeah. I'm a changed woman. Yeah. Um, so, but no, there. I'm not, I'm not using it currently, but when I was using it, it wasn't mm. that long ago, this young trans girl asked me, I... Um, I really want to meet like new friends in the in the community. How do I do it? And my first bit of advice to her was, I think she was eighteen, and I was like, "Get off grinder. Yeah, this yeah. is not for you." Uh, Firstly, okay. all you should know is that you need to go to you need to ha- you need to go to gay on a Thursday evening, yes. get pissed, and then you need to go down to yeah. heaven and go to Porn Idol. Okay, sure. And because that's where you meet people. But, 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 but actually, you're not meeting people unless you're physically touching them, and that doesn't mean sex. And what I mean by that is you're talking about, um, you know, I feel like this. there's, there's a little su- subtext of this question, and that is most people now meet each other online. Now, when I was young, because, you know, I was, so in nine, when I was 19, it was 1999. There was no MySpace. There Telegraphs. was no telegraphs. We, we, oh, we, we were just put a fart and send smoke signals from our <laughs> anuses. <laughs> I just sent a fax though, like, you're free. Yeah, and then I would follow it up with a page to make sure that they turn up. <laughs> no, but I truly do believe that people are going to go back the other way because. Oh, pe- we you, have to. You have to. We have to physically be able to touch. Converse, have co- you know? This is why. I mean, my my day to day job. So I I work as a headhunter for um, hospitality. Um, I do clubs and bars and that sort of stuff. I find the management for it. So um, one of a couple of my biggest clients are the uh, are venues like um, Perchak and Bounce and places like that, where you actually go, put your phone in your pocket and play games and interact with people. And I think that the reason that hospitality has changed, and this comes back to it, is that people are going the other way where they 
they're now looking to go out and actually interact with people because for the last 10 years, all we've done... Do you know, here's my thing. So Sink the Pink, going back to that though, Sink the Pink is a bit of an anomaly and it doesn't, it's not, you, people, you know when you go to clubs now and there's a big spectacle on the stage and everyone's filming, Sink the Pink, people don't do that. Mm. People are actually engaged. They don't look, I think we have the biggest rate of people losing their phones because they're not kind of in their hands. They're just... Mm. People are just engaged and having conversations. We are not that. That there's enough going on in Sink the Pink that that people don't go. Oh, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna pick up. I'm gonna go and like shag someone because yeah. you can just do it in the corner of the just room. <laughs> it's just but having, it doesn't really just matter. Fun. I love the lengths that people go to to dress up for your events. Yeah, that's one thing that really I really important. really love because people plan. But and the look minute you take week. that, but I think that that's part of it. Is that. Sing the Pink's an adult playground, you know? And once you take yourself back to that childlike place, you realise that actually everyone just wants to have really nice, fun, silly times. And mm. and it desexualizes it a little bit. And Sing the Pink's not sexual. It's it's ridiculous and silly. It is when I come, honey. <laughs> yeah, but that's because you're fingering yourself in the corner of the room. <laughs> but um, that sounds a bit like Peter Pan syndrome that you're describing. Yeah. <laughs> but obviously... We're allowed that, though. Are we? I yeah. think we're allowed to have people. I mean, it's for, it's for, I mean, I don't for, feel... It's for a night. You're allowed well, to run away for a night. Well, yeah, surely. you say that, but I've run away my whole life. I don't feel... I've made a career out of not conforming to those norms. The bravest people and the boldest people decide that they're not going to conform to the norms of society, and they but decide to make their own social blueprint. I think it depends about the context. Oh, really? That's going to do No, because obviously there are people... Well, are. I'm not talking about people that work in the stock exchange. <laughs> like, you know what? I'm going to wear a blue hat because I'm not going to conform today. No, but I'm not just talking about the way you dress. Yeah. Obviously, I'm just talking about people that avoid responsibilities because they don't want to grow up. Oh, that's different, though. Yeah. yeah. I do want to do some of the listener questions for you, Glenn, because some of them are actually really, really lovely. Are they? Yeah. Um, that always surprises So, um, from Dominic, who... Um, who I've known, you, you know okay. Dominic as well, I think. Um, mm. Dominic would like to know, yeah. if you had unlimited resources, what would be the show slash night slash party that you would do? Vegas. Yeah? No question. Vegas? Sink the Pink, I really believe, I remember many, 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 like right at the beginning, I just remember thinking to myself, well, I, I, I want to change the world. They, I said it. I want to do things that, I want to put the people that are involved in what we do in places that no one would ever allow them into, you know? And I feel like we're doing that. We've just done a fucking video with a Spice Girl. Yeah, I think we have. that if someone tells you you can't do something, you should say, kiss my ring piece. Yeah, you should do it <laughs> and, and then you should take go, pictures. No, you should go and do it. Bigger and bolder than before. And I think that, um, I think that we made a conscious decision bef a couple of years ago, or I did, I remember thinking to myself, like, we can always do what we're doing now brilliantly, but we're doing it in the bubble. We're doing it in the UK, we're doing it in London, and it's kind of, you know, there's a lot of shit going on, but it's a great place to live, let's be honest. We have great mm. rights compared to the rest of the world. My thing was, if Sink the Pink's gonna have real, long-lasting legacy, we have to take it to the world. And I think right now, America could really do with it. And mm. so Vegas, for me, the home of showbiz, um, feels <laughs> showbiz. like it's where... No yeah, I feel like I, I would love us to have a residency at Vegas. I always have. That's amazing. Yeah, right? Bye, Britney. And for me, like, a bit like what the Pussycat Dolls had. Remember they had their burlesque show? It was yeah, in, it was in LA. yeah. But my idea would be that we would have maybe a, 
um, we would have every week we'd have a different guest. So you might have a Melanie C or Sophia Lispector. So you know mm. all these different people that step like into today. the show. Yeah. So on the note of you like work with the Spice Girls and yeah. going from a bit more like underground to mainstream, yeah. there are obviously critiques about big brands and companies yeah. that work with or potentially utilise LGBT yeah. people to raise their own profile. Personal profile. agenda. No yeah. personal it's agenda. like a personal agenda, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it depends. But yeah, but obviously they're also giving queer people a platform. Yeah, it's not it's, it's it's not a simple um, conversation that one. No, it's not black and white. I think that you can just go because you're a company, you have come from no, the no, same point of view. I have a company, East Creative. <laughs> Did I mention that? Sorry, what was the company called? <laughs> it's called East Creative. Okay, great. East Creative. Um, but we work with a lot of companies. We find that we work with a lot of companies more than once, and that is people that really mm. are in this for the right reason. We work with Selfridges, for instance. Now. They're a massive company, but the if you look at the work, Selfridges doesn't shout about it. The work that they've done, not for just for our community, but for creatives, and you know they really lift London up. Um, I do loads of work with them. I've done lots of work with, oh gosh, who? Lo- Hunter Boots. You just we did Hunter Boots. We did a <laughs> campaign with Hunter because, you know, my thing's this, is that you might not have the right words, you might not have the right, um, you might not even like, you might come to us as a company with, with maybe you want to just tick that box. My job is to actually like investigate why are you doing this? Yeah. You know, what mm-hmm. are your intentions? For sure. Now, as long as someone's intentions are right and I think to myself, this could make change. Because for me, we did a huge campaign with Hunter, right? Hunter is, in the past has been quite a, you know, I think from the masses looked at as quite like a straight brand. Mm, yeah. Now, they're on Regent Street. That's where the Pride Parade happens, right? Now, Hunter wanted to do a whole thing year round that really, really like looked at our community and listened. And they wanted to, they didn't want to be the voice. They wanted to be in on the conversation. Now, for me, that has changed. And I remember walking down the road in Regent Street and seeing all these amazing people, trans people and um, there was non-binary people, and there was me, <laughs> and there, you know, there was these amazing people in the window, and I'm talking as a massive fucking window on Regent Street. Now, great, you might. It's very easy for someone to go down that road on the bus on their way to work and go, oh, whatever, cashing in. But that's you, right? Pull yourself out your own ring piece. Think about all those little confused children that are walking down one of the busiest roads in London and they see people that they go, I know that person, that's how I feel. Now for me, I didn't have those role models. You'll see those people in a window and you go, fuck, my dad wears Hunter Wellies, my mum wears, you know what I mean? Yeah. That is power. You only can make change if you are visible. Oh, I think that was gorgeously put. It was almost pre-written. Yeah, no, that was <laughs> It wasn't, it was after my first class of Lambrini. No, I think saying, they it's don't want to be the voice. They want to be in the conversation. They want to be in the conversation, you know? An, an amazing way to put it, actually. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because it's, it's quite easy. To, we And we've spoken about it before um, <clears throat> in terms of... Because there, there are brands that do it wrong yeah, as of well. Course. And you can't, you can't discount and that. I think that is, and I also think that when they, they do do it wrong, call them out. Call Ma- them out. Marks and Spencer did it wrong. 
for that. Oh, the BLT. <laughs> yeah, and the, and the fact that for all of the contributions that they made from selling that sandwich, they they, they only what did they do with it? Eleven grand, oh, which that's is, shocking, which yeah. works out to be the amount that those they, poor pigs in the BLT. Oh, well. Don't were they gay pigs? Were they helping the gay pigs? Yeah. <laughs> what That's about what I want to know. What about the gay pigs? Um, I'd like to speak for my for my own community. <laughs> gay pigs. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, there are brands that do it massively wrong. But I think you're right. And as well, it, to, to have somebody that comes at it from a place of compassion like you do, that also has the network to put the right people in the right yeah. places, comes back through. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. Okay, so. I just want to do one more listener question. Okay. So this one comes from Jermaine Riviera. <laughs> That's my boyfriend. <laughs> oh my God, lol. Jermaine Riviera <laughs> Yes, I will. <laughs> Can we move to a farm and I be your sex slave in the uh. evenings? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, yes. I love that. Sex slave farm. Woo! Uh, on the topics of gay pigs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. That was a seamless link. Okay, Anthony, go on. I wanted to know what happened when you were naked or you was in the jockstrap and you got chased by the police. Oh what? <laughs> How'd you know that? I had to do my research, girl. Um, it was like the time of Kingsland Road. It was a time of, we were doing, actually we were doing a party. We were doing like our diffusion for Debenhams Range, Sing okay. the Pink, at the Dalton Superstore. It was called Happy Shopper. So we would do Sing the Pink at the end of the month and then the next two weeks we would do... Um, this party at Dolce Superstore. And at that time, I was just like, I was kind of making a living doing like, it was when I was glymphomous, by the way. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. Oh, I remember that. Glymphomous. <laughs> and I was performing and I had two hit singles, 12 inch and homosexuality. I didn't know that. It's because <gasps> I've removed them from the internet, but I will send you them. Oh my oh God, my please. God. Oh, actually, can you send them to us? Shall I we, tell you this? We'll use this them as an outro oh to my this God. episode. Yeah. I yeah. will do it because there's no way you can find them. Right, we're going to play them I will say that these songs, I end up touring around Australia and Asia with these songs. What? <laughs> yes. That's mental. Anyway, so it was this time where it was like hazy and, and it was like anything is possible. In, but I was running around, you know, East London in... Spanks, it was like jock strap. I could wear a jock strap then, like stripper heels. What do you mean you could wear it then? Oh my god, you see my ass? It's like fucking dimpled cheese. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> right, anyway, so um, and Jackie Potato was my friend, John Bonet, and oh, we were just it. always in trouble, but we were kind of one. It felt like a really lawless time, and I, all I remember, and I would love to give you more detail, but um, if I had to write an autobiography, there was about five years of my life that are hazy as fuck. But and I remember why was that? Because <laughs> I was having such a good time. Um, anyway, I remember just running re- down from uh, Vogue Fabrics, ran out the club, and I'd been like performing, and I was like going around, like causing carnage. Ran out the front with with who was I with? With no, I wasn't with Jack. I was on my own, just running. I had the mic. I still had the mic with me. Fuck. And I was just running, and I just kept running down the road. And then the police ran after me and I had to run back on myself and get back into the club. Did you get away from them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, of course, I can run. Can you? Yeah. Well, no, not anymore, but I could run. What were you uh, running for? Did I miss that? No, because because back then, I remember uh, my excuse for everything. When I would do something that was just like weird, um, I would go, it's performance art. (laughs) 
<laughs> Let right. me tell you about another time, actually. Oh, go on, please. So you we, were just hired. Yeah, so we were in... Uh, <laughs> so we also got a residency at Garlands in Liverpool. Oh, cute, okay. We used to go there every three weeks. Oh, I remember that, actually. Yeah, and yeah. I basically each time was employed to take, like, six people with me. <coughs> we got up there this one time. Anyway, it was just, like, a big jolly for our our crew and it was like oh my god we're going on holiday Liverpool you know and we would get to Liverpool we would stay and they put us in this lovely apartment we would wreck it you know they'd have to move us the next time because we'd wreck it we'd take all these people anyway me and Jackie Potato one time we get to Garland's they're like do you fancy going out and doing some promo and we're like yeah alright cool whatever they gave us a mobility scooter <gasps> I get on the mobility <laughs> scooter Jackie's on the back and just the jock strap and her wig smoke, chain smoking her fags and I drove her around Liverpool town centre but there was no promotion we weren't being like come to Garlands we were, were just, just driving, driving around <laughs> Jackie Potato Jackie Potato yes I mean if you don't know Jackie Potato Legend. she Jackie is like Amy Winehouse with a beard <laughs> but Jackie Potato is <laughs> no. kind of retiring oh, no, right? Uh, right? yeah we yeah. all retire eventually so yeah, so uh, there was a lot of those kind of stories. That's so and I funny. and, and they the ones I remember. There's so many of those stories. Yeah, I love the <laughs> na- the naked in public ones. The oh best yeah, ones. so many. I mean, there's so. M- I remember being. This is. Um, I remember being in. Oh, said said homosexuality tour in Australia. Okay. So I got booked. Um, because I used to live in Australia. I think a lot of people just booked me because they knew me. Okay. But they knew old me. They didn't maybe know the me that turned up to Sydney. And I had this gig in Sydney. It was at the Oxford Street Hotel, which is really famous. It's the top of where they do the Mardi Gras parade. Really famous um, bar. And um, they do alternative cabaret in the basement, right? A bit like the Glory-ish. Not really. Anyway, so I decided that that night... Do you know Gaffy, my friend Gaffy? No. So anyway, so Gaffy, it was there. She was like, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, I'm going to fuck you up. It's going to be an amazing time. Anyway, I get down and I'm wearing a giant pair of rubber pants with a massive prosthetic dildo hanging off the front. Gorge. Pop specs. Um, and, and a sea of loads of stuff. Anyway, start performing. And the stage is sort of at the back of the club. And no one would come towards the stage. No one would come towards me. And I was getting really annoyed by it. And it was second song. I was like, come to the front, come to the front performing and everyone's just watching me so I just got my willy out and weed on the front row <laughs> oh my god and then yeah. I got really oh annoyed that they didn't pay me my, my money after god. they didn't pay you no they, they didn't pay me you extra. and I've never been booked again <laughs> R.I.P. Glymphamous chin oh chin darling oh my god darling. what year was that um, it was 1985 I don't know I need to ring Gaffy I can't remember Oh my God, that's, but wait, were you actually pissing on people's faces? Well, no, because they all <laughs> moved so quickly. But, the, but also, I did need a wee. It wasn't like a strained wee. The minute I got my wee out. I think any wee in public on people It just came is out so fast. Yeah. But, 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 but I, I, remember, I remember it hitting it hitting next to the right of my friend, Michael Genovese's foot. And him just being like, <gasps> you know, like screaming, sitting again. Ah! I can't believe this happened. <laughs> oh well, it God, did. You little trash bag. Yeah. So I'm loving all of these outrageous stories. Yeah. Give us juicier <laughs> ones. I want ones with celebs. I want... Oh, well, look, the problem is... <laughs> no, Jacqueline, don't give me no, this. The don't problem give is, me this. The problem is um, to, uh, stories with celebs, unless they're dead, are not... You know, it's, it's like you can't really tell them, can you? Okay, um, is there anyone that you wanted to meet that then you met? And it didn't. Pamela Anderson. <laughs> really? <laughs> what Cunt. happened? 
Massive cunt. No. Yes, yeah. She's my childhood I know, hero. You same. know that. Okay, so. <laughs> well, she's not dead. I love, I love that. I'm <laughs> she like, is I'm now. Love, I'm love that. <laughs> I love that 10 seconds ago, I was like, I can't talk about anyone. Cunt. <laughs> so Pamela, um, and I'm, I felt fine talking about this because of how vile she was. Mm. Stop. Yeah. So I, um, and I think you should never talk about anyone unless they've been so despicable that you should talk about them. Oh, wow. She, I had been booked, this sounds bougie as fuck, please stay with me. Um, to, to host a Vivian Westwood charity dinner. She was another host. So we had these different tables. And then the day we'd both been to Vivian Westwood to be dressed. and they, um, um, So that was nice. And I just missed her. And I was like, damn, I want to see Pamela. I was like, fine, I'll catch her on the evening. So get to the, um, the evening. And I was on my little table and she was over there. And I thought to myself, oh my God, fuck it. It's like, no one's really around. I'm going to go over and just say hey. Yeah. So I walk over to the table and I was like, um, oh, uh, um, um, uh, hi, Mrs. Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Anderson. Well, I don't know if I said that. It was something like that. I think it was Miss Anderson because I was trying to be polite. And I said, um, I missed you earlier. We were, we, you know, um, I'm also hosting the table over there and um, I'm a massive fan of you. And, the, and all the girls in the press office said I should come and talk to you. Um, so I would, I would, yeah, I just, I would love to, is it fine if we can have a little picture? And she stopped and stared at me and looked me up and down. And she went, what are you? <gasps> Shut up. What are you? What does that even mean? I don't know. And I turned into the- t- 13 year old shy me. I went bright red. I stared at the ground. But the worst was her whole table had stopped talking and all stared at me as well. <gasps> Oh. I was mortified. Oh my God. And then I went, hi, oh, and just like mumbled. I, I, I yeah. actually, at that point, don't remember what I'd said. Mm. And she was like, why are you still here? <gasps> and I just scurried Stop. off. Yeah. And that was also the night I split up with my boyfriend. Oh no. Because <laughs> oh you know that. Um, right now. <laughs> so it sounds like Mercury was in retrograde. Yeah. That's so strange because I feel That's really sad though. Yeah, actually, it is. It is yeah. I feel like I have to tell that story because I'm so sad. Now, maybe... <laughs> if maybe, you met her again now, would you, no, would, would you recall no, it? No, there's no coming back from that because I don't... I don't... <clears throat> I could have someone nearest and dearest to me die. Something really terrible happened to me. I would never talk to someone that way. No. Just think that mm. you, you... People are people. Yeah. You should treat everyone with a level of respect. You can be disengaged. You mm. can be a bit switched off. You can be a bit hostile, maybe. But that was like... No. Yeah. Yeah. Like mean. I agree with that. I think there's yeah. all of this stuff about people being too busy to take pictures and stuff like that. I just think all it takes is a little bit of respect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's it. No. 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 Um. What about? Is there anyone who you've had just like an absolute riot with that you didn't think you would? Uh, Nicole Scherzinger. Oh, she used to come to Shadowland. Yes. She's insane. She's fun. Yeah, really fun. I ended up getting a tucked up with her actually in Soho. Yeah. And um her on the front of the um, tuk-tuk singing My Heart Will Go On me holding her from behind and <laughs> I remember amazing. that I remember that night actually it was the same night we went to some. we went somewhere so we were on like a bar crawl I was with some other ridiculous people which I'm not going to name drop they were ridiculous mm. <laughs> that Tony would have yeah. <laughs> no, but we were on a uh, bar crawl and yeah. we told the DJ we're like put buttons on put buttons on like taking the piss Pushing my buttons, yeah baby. we put it on and she just moved all the gays out the way on the dance floor and just got up and started performing it and I was Do like, you know what that's so it? 
that must be something that she does because I, I oh, remember when I'm not special. No, <laughs> but I remember <laughs> I remember because she'd come to Shadow a couple of times when I was running it, and there was this one night that my assistant Kira called me, and I'd gone home because I was sick. And she called me. She's like, Nicole Scherzinger's has come down with all the dancers from Cats. It was when she was in Cats, and oh. she used to come out all the time. And she said, um, Nicole Scherzinger's in the club. I said, Listen, just give her whatever she wants. And um, and then she's I wild. I got another call about an hour later, and she's like, Okay, so she's banned anybody from getting on the dance floor, and she's making everybody watch her perform. <laughs> and I was well, like, I'm That's go, amazing. I'm gonna go one better because we went, we became friends after, and she would send me voice notes like this. <gasps> Uh. Hey, Buttercup. I can't believe I didn't see you this week. I was in town for just a few days. Now I'll leave early tomorrow. <laughs> I can't blame you. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I'm so going to regret that. How good is that? <laughs> and then I never saw her again. <laughs> <laughs> so jealous of your fine back. Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I do sometimes think, though, you know, because I think, um, well, also just when you work in the, wor- the world of booking people where, but mm-hmm. you end up with lots of numbers and I think if someone stole my phone I'd be in such trouble <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah probably thank god for all of those Apple security things. I don't I don't know how they work okay so we're gonna do a prank we're gonna call. do a prank call we're gonna do a prank call and alright and he's getting character so <laughs> tell me what who we're gonna call Ghostbusters who should we call um, Sophie Ellis Bexter. No, is it? No, no, no. It, it can't be someone like that. It needs to, <laughs> I reckon we could do one with Jodie Harsh, and I'll do it. Oh, yeah, you do it. Because <laughs> she'll know your voice. Yeah, outright. she'll know me. I'm meeting her for breakfast as well on Thursday, so not a good. Um, okay, so we're gonna do a prank call with Jodie. What Hart. voice? Are who who are you? Okay. Um, oh, she'll know my voice. Will Jodie find this funny, Glenn? Yeah. No, <laughs> you're so full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> so now uh, Danny's gonna try and do. Um, London scene legend and one wig wearer, Jodie Harsh. She's got actually nine wigs, by the way. But all the same shape and colour. Yeah. No, she's got a green one for Halloween, just to let you know. I also have one. It's a sex wig. Carry on, Danny, as you're right. <laughs> You've got Jodie's sex yeah. wig? Yeah. Oh. Hello? Hiya, this is Pear Bulls calling from Rankin Studios. You're right. Who's this? Pear Bulls. It's Rankin's assistant. Hello? Who is this? Hi, hi. Hi, hi, hi. Um, yeah, I'm calling to see if you're available for a shoot. But it, it, it's quite last minute, it is. We're going to do it on Thursday. What is that? So we were thinking that it would be a naked shoot with... Who is that? Oh, I can't even do it. Jody, it's Danny St. James. We're doing our no, podcast. <laughs> I'm doing the podcast oh, with so I know I'm terrible I'm with Glyn Hi I love you <laughs> It's we... nothing to do with me Oh I'm so shit Are you literally sat around pranking people? No yeah. it was it was the last bit of the podcast You I know but we got <laughs> Okay oh a lovely burp from Jodie Okay we're going to get you on soon I love you were you taping that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> love you. <laughs> Everyone shouting love you. Glenn, Hi, here. Glenn and Anthony are here. We love you. Hi, everyone. I want to come on and be a guest. Yeah, yes. do it. It's filth. Love. I'm going to go back to my wank. Oh, me, <laughs> <laughs> me too. <laughs> We're having a bukkake live on the podcast. <laughs> love okay, you. Bye. 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 Oh, that was great. 
Oh, I fucked that, guys. I'm so sorry. I couldn't even hold my nerve. No, do you know what it was? It was the second you said naked, Jodie started laughing because she thought, ain't no designer want to see me naked. <laughs> oh, you mean. <laughs> oh, right. Oh, do you know what? This is like mine and Jodie's thing. Every time we see each other, she insults me, I insult her. Jody it's really them. cute. It's really cute. Gorgeous. She that means a lot like to me. The basis of every good relationship. <laughs> All right. Um, Let's, we are actually um, running out of time. Are yeah. we? Yeah. Yeah. I've had a lovely time. Um, well, you are welcome to come back whenever you want. I will want. come back whenever. Listen, you can never stop me telling yeah. shit stories. Okay. Um, oh, and just a little plug is that Glenn and I are both appeared in Melty's new music video for High, High Heels. Heels. Darling, High Heels. And which which got to number one in Brazil, apparently. YouTube. Oh, yeah, it's number one in Brazil. It's not anymore. Um, oh, it was. For like a day? Oh, like a couple of days, I think. Oh, okay. I think it's still top ten. Oh my god, amazing. Yeah, that's a big thing. Look at you, babes. You're big number one in, in Brazil. Brazil. We're, ma we're massive in Brazil. Yeah. We've always been massive in Brazil. Yeah. Must be the metric system. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 and on that note, we'll say bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Love bye, you. Glenn. Thank you for coming out. Love you. Love you. Oh, love thank you. you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. It's thank been great. You. Bye. And I just want to say a quick thank you to our patrons Mark Bray, Joe Clucco, Christopher Johnson. Dusty Gardner Carpenter and Antony Luke. If you want to support us on Patreon, we're Cocktails and Cocktalk on there as well.